Warning, Geesebumps is a comedy podcast based on the works of R.L. Stein. Any similarity to an actual literature podcast is coincidental and unintentional. Dead or alive? After last year's scary adventure, Gabe's a little nervous about being back in Egypt, back near the ancient pyramids, back where he saw all those creepy mummies. Then he learns about an Egyptian superstition, a secret chant that's supposed to bring mummies back to life. Gabe's uncle says it's just a hoax, but now it sounds like something's moving in the mummy's tomb. No way a couple of dumb words could wake the dead. Can they? The words that he says that awakens the mummy is... Two for one at Subway. Eat fresh. Goosebumps. It did you mean Goosebumps podcast? I'm Danielle. I have a funny voice and a PhD. My name is JoJo, and I have a a voice. I have a voice that's like a voice that's like Charmin Ultra Soft on your earlobes. And I also have a PhD. My name is Jeff, and I've been told that one of my best characteristics is my voice, actually. Why? Well, what I get don't get though, Jeff, is you said that like at like 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 a fuck you to me, Danielle, that we didn't deserve. It was it was a little hostile. There was some hostility. Yeah, well, wait until we get to the rest of the content of this episode. Oh boy, are we gonna get real hostile? Listen, guys, I got some bad news. This is uh, this is worse than me dying. It's still February, which means that. Love is is still in the air. If mm. you didn't if you didn't open the windows or plug in a Glade plug in, love is in the air mm. still. Mm. So this is it's with a heavy heart that I have to announce that this this story from Mura Domenico. This is a quote. It starts with a quote. This is how they this is how they start because they want to come in hot. Okay, and I got I got to stress that they're coming in hot with this story because they want to hit you as hard as they can as fast as they can. Yeah, <clears throat> it's like Mike Tyson. Do it. Hit me. Bite me, Daddy. I don't really see a lot of growth in the U.S. Isn't something you'll often hear from the heads of major restaurant chains. But that's exactly how John Chidsey, CEO of Sandwich Chain, who can guess? Subway? Jeff? Subway. The CEO of Sandwich Chain and well-known form of transportation in cities that thought to do it, Subway, recently described the brand's domestic plans. And of course, there's more than the message. Chizzy was referring to the fact that Subway was best known to open restaurants at a frenzied pace, which is not what you like to hear about a place that puts bread with cheese in the middle of it. It is accurate. Yeah. But it is shifting gears and taking a different approach to growth in its domestic marketplace. Quote, I still think there's some non-traditional opportunities in the U.S. Hey, Hmm. what's... What's, a What's more non-traditional suspicious. than two pieces of bread and some meat? Well, sandwich artist, there's going to be the sandwich stand-up, the sandwich improv. You don't know what you're going to get. It's going to be a little bit sandwich avant-garde, you yeah. know? And you're like, I would like a turkey, ham, and Swiss. And they're like, very well. Here's a lamp with a rubber glove in the socket. Is is this is this all building up to Subway NFTs? Because that's what it sounds oh like it's building oh up God, to. Oh, God, you're right. Well, here's the thing, Jeff, and this is the important thing that separates our show from the Bim Bam is we typically end with NFTs. Yes, we do. We Besides bolstering the menu, Subway has also been shedding underperforming restaurants en masse, which sounds more violent. In 2020, it allegedly closed more restaurants than any other chain ever in the history of the business. What? Although the exact wow. number of closures, which some say is over 2,000, which, by the way, can you imagine 2,000 subways? Like, I can, and I don't want to. 
both Starbucks and McDonald's could soon have a bigger global footprint than Subway, which is currently the biggest chain by unit count in the world. While Chidzi says he doesn't anticipate the chain shuttering many more locations in the United States, some believe thousands more restaurants could close. How are there so many fucking subways? I ask Joe. What's where's all that bread gonna go from the restaurant that closes? Into my mouth. There's a lot of listen, Jeff. You know who's taking this the hardest is ducks. <laughs> Franchisees with insider knowledge echoed a similar prediction last year, saying many of the chain's operators are looking to get out of the subway business and are unloading the restaurants for dirt cheap. Ooh, which, which, here's no the thing, guys. You know how much it costs to open a subway? Do we have? Well, is it is it is it a thousand dollars? Because that's what's in my bank account right now. It's well, it's nine grand. To oh open man, a just nine more months. I think we just came up with a business plan. So, and here's the in Jeff. You're right. Does it need to expand? What's the official sandwich of the metaverse? Jeff, you tell me that. You answer, you riddle me that. The Zuckenburger. The Zuckenburger. The Zuckenburger does sound like it Danielle, did that come meta. off the dome? It did. That was impressive. Jeff, you've, Jeff, just just do this so you can retire. Just make the Zuckerburger and put it on OpenSea. Yeah, just do this so we can buy a Subway. And <laughs> that's the that's the end goal for most people in their lives is you know what i just want to settle just down and buy, buy a, subway. a subway yeah i just want to have a restaurant that's kind of like narrow so there's not a lot of space to walk around and if there is a fire inside we are all going to die i want a restaurant where there are chairs that that you know are for decoration like they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're not meant for sitting i'd like a restaurant that's all windows so when you order that five dollar foot long and you make the weird decision to sit inside of this restaurant to eat it everyone can see your shame all right well on the topic of subway what garbage did we actually read for today's episode what garbage did we brain consume this time around so this this whole book is called Return of the the Return of the Mummy. Isn't that the, also the name of the movie? The Mummy Returns is the name oh, of the movie. For fuck's sake, yeah, guys. the <laughs> Curse of the Mummy was the movie. The Return of the Mummy was the sequel to the Mummy. The Curse of the Mummy. The Curse of the Mummy doesn't imply a mummy's in it. No, it's just a curse. Yeah, it could just be some some uh, idyllic like suburb in Chicago. Wouldn't that be awesome? It would have yeah. been nice to see a mummy's curse come to a more like contemporary setting. Yeah, you know, it's kind of it's kind of good like when the weird stuff happens in like a relatable location. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. boy, we didn't get that. So nope. Okay, this is Goosebumps number 23. So we're in that middle of the career period for Arl Stein. <laughs> we're in that middle middle period where everything he wrote in the, it's like every book from the 20 to 30 was bad. Like all Goosebumps sequels, this one stars. Uh, well, actually, no, not like all Goosebumps sequels. What the fuck am I talking about? Who knows? This is a. Uh, this one has Gabe though. It's the return of Gabe. He's going back to Egypt with his uncle Ben and Aunt Maru before the Empire strikes him down. <laughs> and his will they or won't they cousin? Sorry. Yeah, too much sexual tension. There is actually just a lot. Um, they they're about to land in Egypt. Gabe is he's flying back, I guess, to visit and he has his magical summoner mummified hand that he bought at a garage sale and it was really and it was cold and he was like, oh, beans, I guess that means something bad going to happen. And he made friends with the, uh, the stewardess. He did make friends with the stewardess. Did that come back? Did that have any purpose? It had no purpose, but it does have the line, I said goodbye to Nancy and thanked her for all the peanuts. And I was just like, thanks for all the fish. This is, but this is good. So we know his character. And then the, he, then he lands, he gets his, his uncle gives him a necklace. Uh, and he thinks he sees a scarab in the necklace that's moving around <laughs> and it's not scary, but they cut the chapters like that. So you do think it is. I was looking at the necklace cut. And so, and by the way, this whole adventure quote unquote takes place at a pyramid, I think. Yes. Cause they're, I mean, they're just camped outside it. So it's either in a yeah. tent or in the pyramid. And in real life, you can see a Walmart from the pyramids. Yes. The pyramids so, are right up against the city. So um, 
him and his cousin go to explore, and then this random woman shows up, and her name is Nyla Ramad. And she's and she's a report. She's a hotshot reporter. She's here to get she's here to get the scoop. And she's they go out of their way to make it like she's super hot. Oh yeah, no, no. And she's like super into whatever Uncle Ben's saying. That's all you gotta yeah, do. Yeah, she's like hanging on his every word. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know about y'all, but he he has like a very David Attenborough energy to me. I, that's giving him too much credit. He also there's also like an evil business partner named Doctor Omar Fielding. By the way, I'm I'm actually looking at a real summary, and even the real summary is all over the fucking place. <laughs> um, they learn some magic words to bring the mummy back to life. Uncle Ben just knows them. Yeah, they well, they being Gabe, they being the like our main Gabe and sorry. They being Gabe and sorry. Gabe says the words five times out loud in front of a mirror with the lights off. Candyman, 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 Candyman. That's right. And then the kids are met by Fielding, who, uh, the Candyman. basically like, who's looking for 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 Ben who disappeared. There's a lot of just like the grownups are somewhere in the yeah. Pyramid. There's a lot of like, where's Uncle Ben? I don't know. Where's so and so? I don't know. And then they did they 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 goof around for a while, and eventually they find that Uncle Ben was inside of a sarcophagus, unconscious. And the kids wonder, oh, where was the mummy that was supposed to be in here? And then they run, but then they run into that reporter, Nyla, who, as it turns out, was named, the Nile was named after her. That's right. Because she's the princess or some shit. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't state to street distinctly if it was time travel or she's just very old. But without warning, the mummy, because there, there was a mummy in this one. Yes, they, they opened this, crack open this tomb. It lunged out to try to grab Nyla because Nyla was using, she used her magic powers to summon her brother who was a mummy. She used, no, she used the hand that she stole from Gabe. Which is magic. Yeah. So she stole a little garage sale mummy hand. It's not like she practically did it, Jeff. Yeah. It wasn't a practical effect. It was magic. So Nyla's holding the summoner, waves it around. She calls the mummy, which is her brother. She tells the brother, kill the kill these guys <laughs> that helped me get bring you back, because fuck them. I really wonder that whole impulse, like, and now I need to stop you so you won't talk. And it's like, have you seen <laughs> Any- like Anything. We, like, <laughs> like we we're not that threatening to police body cam footage. Like, what is wrong? Right? With you? Like, um. So, so like, anyway, uh. So they fight a bit. Nyla, uh, Gabe, Gabe tries to rescue Nyla, but he accidentally tears off her pendant because the mummy hates Nyla, as it turns yeah, out. Brother, sister, oh man, siblings. Um, Ni- Nyla wails and reveal. Oh, so she was old, Jeff. As it turns out, that's why you just forgot. Well, this. she was. She turned into the scarab. She was old, and the pendant was the secret to her elongated youth, according to this. Every night, uh, she crawled into it and it allowed her to live three thousand years. <laughs> a little apartment that you take with you. Yeah, and as she gasped at the shards of her pendant, Nyla turned into a scarab, and then Doctor Hassan emerged, and the mummy died, and then apparently, this is actually what it says here in the in the synopsis. Apparently, Doctor Fielding had seen Nyla enter the pyramid, and he had brought Doctor Hassan to investigate. So even the book, even the synopsis is like, I guess this is what happened. Yeah, I don't remember that distinctly being the thing that happened. No. Dr. Hassan was knocked unconscious. Dr. Fielding left to get the police. Yes. This is all the fuck out of order. Yes. Dr. Fielding returned with multiple police, I guess multiple times, and uh-huh. apologized to Sorry for not responding. And then Dr. Hassan told the officers that Nyla had escaped and that the mummy hadn't walked. That's right. Be- because, because uh, like, this is like, what if people find out the world isn't ready? They're not ready for this. They're not ready. The, the Berlin wall came down just a few years ago. We can't take another hit. For, formula, formula 410. No, thank you. We'll stick to 409 and remain mortal. <laughs> now that night, Gabe is bragging about how brave he was. Ah, yes. Big king shit there. To whom? He gloats about breaking Nyla's pendant and turning her into a scarab. Asari warns him that Nyla might be looking for him as a scarab. That's right. And then when he goes to bed, he he's about to go to sleep and then he cries out in pain. We're guessing because he was bit by a scarab. They they say earlier that if you are bitten by a scarab, it's fatal. You die. They reprinted this one. <laughs> Why? 
I don't know. I think they, he was cashing in on that mummy fever that we all had back in the early, the the late, the mid nineties, and then again in the late aughts. Uh, uh, Jeff, I I want to believe you. I want to believe you, but let me just pull something up real quick. Uh-oh. Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. That was nineteen ninety nine. The first one. Then this was way the fuck before. Yeah. What was was there any mummy movies in the mid nineties? This came out in ninety four. Oh, I think. Yeah. Uh, mummy, mummy movies, movies, 90s, 90s. Uh, let's see here. Um, no, so really, no, there's the tale of the mummy in 1998 and then the tomb came out in 1986. Do you know what the um, name of the first movie that had a mummy in it? It was called Robin Cleopatra's tomb. Are we looking at the same list of mummy films? Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, not many money, like especially 1994, from 1991 and 1992, 93, 94, there were no mummy movies. Wow, what, was, what were we? Although doing? there was uh, uh, the year after Monster Mash, a computer animated ho- comedy horror film with a mummy in it with Candace Cameron. So, well, if Candace Cameron's in it, maybe this inspired that they were like, we need another another groovy ghoulie. <laughs> we gotta have this is <laughs> making me realize how how poorly mummies are used in pop culture media because Just because they can't do anything they, well look but look at the mummy movies daniel those are smash hits i love the mummy and the mummy Returns. i do i the mummy uh, is a classic yeah and it's just that's a monster that they just they don't know what to do with either on film or apparently in books no one's figured out it's a very slow sedentary monster that doesn't yeah, do what, anything like, but, but what is but what is the mummy like what primal fear does the mummy death that's not very good danielle the thing is it's the first one was scary now there was some part some stuff in the first book which was scary which was like that, like that creepy uber ride yes yes, yes the creepy like uber that. ride was scary but also the the concept the whole the, the things that's scary about a mummy are being turned into a mummy while alive yes being mummified alive i mean mummif- mummified alive is the scary thing but do we get do we get even jack shit of that no. in any of these but well in the first book they in the first book they do allude to that and that, that's what the guy was doing. He was, he was turning guys. He was turning people into mummies, but it could have just been a serial killer at that point. Like we didn't need any other bullshit in this one. What it was. It, what is it in this one? Is it, is it running around? Well, there's a part where um, Gabe is like looking at the mummy and speculating and being like, oh shit, he's about my size. And he died and they covered him with hot tar and cloth. And he's been lying in this case for 4,000 years. It's like Gabe confronting mortality and recognizing. You know, Gabe's an empath. Yeah, exactly. But only for mummies. <laughs> yes, he's a mummy path. He's, he's, okay, he's, okay, he is, he's kind of an empath. I'll give you that one. <laughs> but I still don't understand, there, like. Yeah, there's nothing really scary. Well, in this book in particular, there's no real Danger? If you're about to tell me that death isn't scary, I'm going to have to fight I'm not going to say that death isn't scary, Danielle. I'm just going to say that in this one, death doesn't happen. Nothing happens in this. There's no threat of any kind in this book. I will give you that. I think we need to go on the record as saying, which we, we you know, we probably said it earlier as well. We, we're going to go on the record on this audio medium that we recorded. This, I, I absolutely hate this book. <laughs> this is the worst one. This is probably, this is probably one of the worst, if not the worst. I can point to any random page and find something I hate about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, it, it might as well be blank. There's nothing that happens. It's really, it's really, it's like, you know, as you like to point out, Joe, like the Bob's Burgers quote, if it was spice, it would be flour. If it was a book, it would be two books. If it, actually, you know what? That's not even true. If it was a book, it, it would wouldn't be, even be different. It would just be this. Yeah, it, it would, would be this. Be another of the same. From now on, the 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 burn is. If it was a book, it would be this book. Return of the, <laughs> the, money, the, the curse of the mummy too. This is such a bad goosebumps. It's such a bad R.L. Stein book. There's 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 something to love in every book that we read, even the ones that we don't especially yes. like. We we. We critique with love and also a little bit of hate. And and you can always find something even in the wackiness that you enjoy, like even in... Like piano lessons. Piano lessons and... Uh, piano lessons can be murder. It seems like fucking, like, like fucking... It's David Lynchian now to me. Yeah, it's just so weird now. This one, and, and it's one of the biggest... It's the thing that I realized reading through it is one, nothing... Ha- no plot happens until chapter 19, but... 
there's no scenes. Like they are at the pyramid and they're outside the pyramid the whole book. Yeah. They don't go anywhere. They don't do anything. They go in the pyramid twice. And when they're not in that pyramid twice, which is midway through and at the end, they're in a tent outside the pyramid. They don't go I to actually, the city. Actually, Jeff, you say that. I can't actually tell you that I clocked that there was a camp. I just thought they were like never not in the pyramid. They're just, there's just, there's like an encampment outside. That's where they're staying at. That's the whole thing. They're not in a hotel. In the previous book, they went to a museum. They went through the city. Oh my God. All the, the budget on that book. If it was a movie, who? Big budget. They treat this book like it was like, all right, look, we've got $500 of budget to shoot. This was a bottle episode. Ugh. Ugh. This is, this is like the old Star Trek show where they're like, all right, two studios are over. They're shooting Hogan's heroes. So I guess on this one, Kirk goes to a Nazi planet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's that we kind of a deal. We the costumes from that other set. This, this, this book wasted my time more yes. than any of the other ones wasted. Yes. Well, the, well, the thing that I think about, cause we really do need to just talk about at least one scene a piece <laughs> because that's the contract that we made with whatever, group picks up our podcast for syndication after we hit the hundred episodes. Yes. Whatever. When we become the most popular podcast. Cause this, this one has nothing. Like I can't, like I can't even think to like, I've got one. I've got, I've got a few things highlighted, but they're, I don't mean like, okay, but I mean like themes. Oh no, I there's mean nothing like, like things. This book is about not like, there are words like there are words on pieces of paper in this in this binding. What I'm saying is to say that this book is about something, even unintentionally, is is nonsense to me. Okay, but see, there's this interesting character parallel between There is no 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 between there is ben. a character parallel. Interest is subjective, Daniel. Georgia, you can't th- you, you can't throw out a, a challenge like that and not expect Danielle to answer your call. Exactly. There's parallel, okay? So we've got Ben and Fielding, right? And they're like rivals and they're 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 frenemies. Same thing with Sari and Gabe. Romance. What does it mean? Forbidden romance? romance. That's what I thought. Forbidden romance? Is that what it means, Danielle? Is this book about the forbidden romance of incest and and, and in the office? <laughs> incest and homosexuality maybe being taboo because it's the 90s and we don't know things. This book, You know what? You're right, Danielle. This book is about taboos. And, romantic taboos. And, I mean, we want to talk about romantic tension. Romantic tension between Nyla and her mummy brother is palpable. There are, there are, there's, there's a lot, lot of family stuff A lot stuff of weird, weird family stuff in here. She likes him way more than he liked her. Yeah, no, he was not happy to see her, but she was like, "Isn't that always how it goes, though, guys? You know, as you guys, as you're you kind of navigating dick, through you your early three thousands, that you're just trying to find Mister <laughs> Mrs. Ryan, and well, you're just like, man. But and you know, you just but you let yourself sit in a sarcophagus long enough to be like, you know what? Maybe I'm better single. You know, like yeah, maybe I don't need you in my life. I don't, maybe you're toxic. I need to focus on me, the mummy, for a little bit. Let's 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 shift gears a little bit and and get some. Some 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 semblance of structured content for this podcast, so I have some way of editing this like a sane person. Let's let's have a game plan, as I don't want to spend much time on this. This is chapter eight, page thirty-seven, and the only reason I have this highlighted is because I was like, "Hey, I know that." <laughs> oh, okay, oh, okay. So they're all they're this all hanging out at the uh, yeah. Something I remember. They're all they're going inside of the uh, the pyramid for the first time. So so Gabe and sorry and Uncle Ben and some folks. The big thing is that there's a tomb that they're going to open up and they're thinking it's going to be like the cousin of King Tut, I think is the whole point. And and Uncle Ben is like, this is going to be the biggest deal ever. And I'm like, bitch, it's just King Tut's cousin. Yeah, Nobody gives a fuck. All that we're going to do is eat that mummy. Exactly. They're just going to eat it. Yeah. Get that mummy juice. They all taste the same. So that's the underlying plot is that there's a new room opening up that's supposed to be like a big deal. And that's why they're... It's the new hot room that everyone's talking about. Anyone, anyone who's anyone is going to be in there. Hey, what are you wrapped in? Who are you wrapped in tonight? Hey, you want to have your brain pulled out through your skull nose? That's fine. We we got the hooks for that. Uh, This is just stupid. They're all going into a side. uh, This is uh, page 36, chapter eight. Up ahead, Uncle Ben was telling Neela... Uh, about King Tut and Prince Koru. It sounded to me as if Uncle Ben was trying to impress her. I wonder if 
he had a crush on her or something. Nothing impresses. Nothing gets <laughs> ladies hotter than hearing about old boring shit. <laughs> this is so thrilling. I heard Neil exclaim. It was so nice of Dr. Fielding and you to let me see it. Who is Dr. Fielding? I whispered. My father's partner. Sorry, whispered. But daddy doesn't like him. You'll probably meet him. He's always around. I don't like him much either. I stopped to examine a strange looking marking on the tunnel wall. It was shaped like some kind of animal head. Sorry, look, I whispered. An ancient drawing. Sorry, I rolled her eyes. It's Bart Simpson, she muttered. One of daddy's workers must have drawn it there. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. Two, two problems with this. Whoa. One, whoa. that Gabe is so out of touch with pop culture in the 90s that he can't recognize Bart Simpson. Look at this weird animal head. And two, that the workers in this tomb would be so, so irresponsible and so unethical that they would, of all things, do the greatest crime of drawing Bart Simpson inside well, of an ancient tomb. Well, Jeff, it would be top of mind because remember... Mr. Burns had been shot at this point. Oh, no. And we didn't know. We didn't know who shot him. We didn't know who shot him. Is this book uh, just guerrilla marything? Dude. Or who shot Mr. Burns? Brilliant. God. Every, I think so. I think so. Cause, everything well, about that. It's, it's real because like, oh, man, it must have been top of mind for, for RL because he probably feels a little bit of a kinship with Simpsons. But yeah, I had that highlighted simply because I was just like, one, strange pop culture reference. Yes. Two, the way you inserted it was extremely out of sorts for what this book is supposed to be about. And the way that they're just totally chill with the workers fucking messing up this pyramid. Just like, ruining it. Just ruining just it with Bart Simpson. So, so what was this supposed to show us, this, this Bart Simpson head? Drama, I don't... What is the, the meaning? What is the symbol? Show me the meaning. Show me. Because it, because, okay, let's, let's, let's. You want to break down what this actually, what, what purpose this serves? What, how important well, it yeah, is? Well, yeah, well, it's because like, because it can't, because we, because we know, because we know the real answer, but let's say he didn't just throw this in here to let's pad say it's for time. it's very, very intentionally done. So what could it possibly mean? Well, there's all the workers who have to be able to at least watch the Simpsons to know that Bart Simpson exists and have, and have strong enough feelings about it that they recognize that this is like a cultural juggernaut and that it is their duty to spread it around like a street team. So they've got to be younger, probably in their twenties, probably grad students who would have had access to the Simpsons who were taken far from it, you know? So this is a, this is an expression of angst. At these old, at these old fogies trying to reclaim literally the lost glory of an ancient age when really we got all the Simpsons to watch. So it's a commentary on getting older or something. I think it's about that. They are, they're in this, this bosom of culture, this ancient building, this ancient artifact, and they can't understand any of these hieroglyphics to them. They're just funny doodles. So why don't we make our mark? And what's more important to somebody in the 90s than the ever-present pop culture phenomenon of The Simpsons, as well as other pop culture icons? I'm sure if they walked further down and we got a few more pages, they would have seen just like Michael Jackson. They would have seen Michael Jackson. on there. They would have, they would have seen the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Our language is no longer that of words and writing. It is now that of... Pop memes? culture icons, cartoons, and memes. That's what it's talking about. That's what it's talking about. This, so this, Hideo this, this Kojima a... wrote this book is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Okay, let me let me break it down for you. So this Bart Simpson head is a double fuck you. It's a fuck you number one to the archaeologists who are like, this place is so precious, blah, blah, blah. And it's a fuck you number two because if you recall... Bart Simpson has spiky hair that kind of looks like a crown. Oh. So they're saying oh. that these these old fucking kings and shit are not as impressive as uh, as the return of our true king. Yes, we are now ruled by the true Bartholomew Simpson. Exactly. Oh, I, I have a I have actually I know what it really is. Okay, okay, this is good. What next? <laughs> Go ahead and one up that one, Jeff. Assuming by what Gabe says, we're to assume that this was one of the workers who scrawled Bart Simpson's visage yes. on the wall. Uh, okay. 
Actually, if you want to dive deeper, <laughs> it wasn't one of the workers. It was actually there. This pyramid <gasps> oh, is from a far distant shit. past, which oh was God. our future. Oh, my God. Jeff, Jeff, are you suggesting that, and I'm not saying it was aliens. <laughs> was it Stargate? But was it aliens? It that was Stargate aliens, here? yes. Yes. <laughs> Is this is so wait a minute. So we're dealing with a bit of a Stargate situation. <laughs> yes. Yes. Love it. See, love Jeff, it, you it, don't understand it. though. The amount of power it takes for the Stargate to go back in time Oof, is so hot. When did lot. Stargate come out? Oh God. Nice. Stargate came out in like 96, I think. Sounds Stargate right. film. It's so shocking to me that the Stargate movie was so phenomenally bad, but the Stargate show went on for like 30 oh, 94 seasons. Stargate. Wow. Oh, there is our yeah. mummy. There, there is, is our mummy connection. We, oh my God. Octo- we were just thinking the, the arbitrary binary mummies. We weren't thinking space mummies. Okay. This book came out one month before. Stargate the film. So he saw one trailer. He took a week to write the book. (laughs) Saying it took him a week is generous. It took him. He had to eat. He had to watch the trailer twice more. He had to call up Roland Emmerich, his good friend Roland Emmerich. (laughs) R.L. Stein is is the Roland Roland Emmerich Emmerich of authors. It is. Oh my God, it is. Yes. He really is. Okay, oh so that's what it God. is. This is we're gonna find out that in the next in the next mummy one, Gabe goes back in time and he writes that he's gotta keep the, the continuum correct. Yep. He's gotta bill and ted it. So he's yep. gotta do the thing that he saw later on as a kid. Well, hot dog. Called it. Nailed wow. it. Nailed it. You're all welcome. Thank this you. This book's Jeff. good now. This book is incredible. I hated this book and I actually <laughs> didn't like Stargate the movie but I loved Stargate the show because MacGyver was in it and Christopher Judge who became Kratos there's there's one of your anti-jokes in here I thought that would win you over which one was that it's uh from Uncle Ben who else in chapter three he's got big dad energy even though he's an uncle big dad energy big uncle dad energy <laughs> And uh, Uncle Ben's like, by the way, do you know what they called flies in ancient Egypt? Sorry, and I shook our heads. No, I don't either. Uncle Ben said, grinning. One of his dumb jokes. That wasn't. Mm, yeah, that is dumb. That's an anti-joke. It's an anti-joke. You can say that about anything. You don't have to use flies. It's a, like yeah, a multi-use it, joke. You just have to like, you put something in a joke structure and then you just don't deliver and that's it. Yep. There it's you like, go. it's like, well, I. Okay, well, but no, but watch, watch, no, look, I, I can, I can get one there. So two guys walking, two guys walking to a bar. Okay. Okay. Are what? we done? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> obviously. An anti-joke is sometimes just a statement. <laughs> All right, that's my bit. We've unlocked the secret behind the uh, franchise. The symbolism. Of this book. So we've we, we've unlocked the Jeff presents achievement. Five percent of PS4 players have Woo-hoo! this one. Super rare trophy. Um, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna just pick a chapter at random. <laughs> There's as much an opportunity to find something worthwhile in a random chapter than something that we actually remember. Honestly, it's true. Okay. I was also interested in the fact that like Naya was like very much hot off the press, has gotta come down and, and gotta gotta get in this pyramid. And one of the things she says early on, she's just like, I promise I won't take any photos or say I won't write about it. Oh yeah. That was super weird. Was like her bargain to be let in to see the tomb was like. She was just, she batted her eyes and she was just like, pretty please. I'm a journalist, but I won't write about it. I promise. I promise I won't write about it. This is offensive because like formatting more than anything else. Where are we? Okay. So um, this is chapter 16, which is on mine, page 80. Let's see here. So, and by the way, at this point, if you're thinking about instead of the pages or the chapters, you're thinking about um, Goosebumps books as like a series of like stages. This is still like stage two. Like yes. we're getting our initial reveals of the big monster. It stretches out the, the beginning part 
it's far into the middle of the book. Three quarters of it is beginning. So this, so this is where they're doing their sort of bloody Mary scene where they found the secret words. And now nice. they're, they're like, Ooh, are you brave enough to say it five times? And so this is, this is the, okay. I'll actually, I'll start on page uh, 78. I'm going to chant the words five times. I told her, you know, see if anything happens. And then, uh, sorry, or I'm just going to call her girl. Girl <laughs> goes, please, Gabe, don't do it. Don't. It's too dangerous. And then, and then, um, but instead, that's what he thought she would say. But instead, girl was like, give it a try. Just do it. Do coward. it hot shot. And, and that's, but, but the reason why she was doing that is because emotionally, that's where we are. It's like, yes, let's, let's make something happen. Make something happen, Gabe. Yeah. So, Jesus. And, and then he's like, you sure? And, and she's like, yeah. But wait till you hear these incredible words. They are. And then she, then she replied as she was pulling out a pair of denim cutoffs for some reason. Um, and he was like, why is she so casual about this? And then anyway, he starts doing it. And he says it once, Tekikaru, Tekikaru, Tekikaru. And then it says the second time. Joe, don't say it for real. Jesus. It's, it's Tekikaru, Tekikara. I wasn't trying tekikaru. to really say it, Danielle. I don't want mummies in here. I just moved in. <laughs> and then he did it the third time, fourth time. And he's like, should I go for five? Because that's where they break the chapter. And the reason why is because they want you, the reader, to, you know, like to, f- to have a, to like a, oh, a sense of danger. Because yeah. what's going to happen on this next page? Tension. Here's what happens. It says, should I say it? It felt another chill on my neck. It's a 4,000 year old superstition. I don't even know the meaning of it. No way. I suddenly, and then there's this. I suddenly thought of all the old movies I had rented. So he's like, oh, those movies were stupid, but I love them. And now staring down at sorry, I saw that she was really scared or bored. I'm gonna go with scared. It's hard to tell the difference. He took a deep breath and realized that he felt scared. But I, but I, the reader don't. No, but I it feel too, nothing. But this whole it was, book. but it was too late because I could. He couldn't chicken out now, and he did it. One, he did it. He said it one more again, and then Sari climbed to her feet and she tugged at a strain of dark hair, and and he and then she goes, Ad, "Admit it." Oh, then he says, "Admit it." You're freaked out, and she's like, "Nah, nah, bra." Go ahead, Gabe. Chant the words again. What? Chant them a hundred times. You're not going to scare me. No way. I love her. But we both gasped. When suddenly we saw a dark shadow roll across the tent wall and heard a voice say, are you in there? Oh, no, the bubby talks. By the way, that was a full chapter I just read. That was an entire ass chapter. It really is. It's okay. This is boring. <laughs> it's it's bo- Well, okay. It's, bo- it's boring on like two levels, which is actually impressive because it's, it's boring on the level of the stakes in this are so low. Yes. Well, you don't even know what the stakes are. Because uh, are there stakes? There, no, there are no stakes this entire movie. So well, the idea, so the idea is like if they say these words, it's you know it's like horror movie bullshit that would happen at the start of a story as opposed to like ninety pages into it, mm-hmm. where it's like if you say these spooky words, curse bad thing yeah no nothing specific they don't say specifically what will happen but it's no. like it's the it's just like the ritual of doing this is, is spooky but it's like it's too late for it's too late in the book to have this one yeah. and two it's offensive because he broke a chapter <laughs> to, to do to do this to have him say the not to say the words to say the la- to say the words the last time. Yeah, the the chapter sixteen, which is after that, is a page and a half long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. Well, they, this is chapter sixteen that I've been reading from. Huh? Fooled you. <laughs> I I moved up to chapter. You didn't fucking you didn't notice because it didn't same. make sense to do so. And there's no sense that the mummy is dangerous, like other than the fact that it would be freaky. No, because there's no mummy in the book until way too late, and then finally we get chapter seventeen. Whereas it turns out it was not a mummy. It was <laughs> Dr. It? Fe- it was Dr. Noah Fielding Dr. of Mighty Boosh fame. Uh, who was just there for who gives a shit? The, 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 the door to their tent or flap, I guess opens, which aren't they see through anyway, it opens and there's Dr. Fielding. The kill time. The guy's like, Oh, the mummy's alive. That's I did. The, oh, the word. Oh, sp- spooky. Thi- no, it got here real quick. It was just, yeah, waiting. it was, it's like lightning fast. So that's that. So that was, that was bad. 
I mean, it was it was everything that you expect in a Goosebumps book. Chapters that are too short. And... Tension that is supposed to be there, but isn't. Well, and uh, again, like part of the issue being mummy as a monster is, is a hard sell. Yes. You have to take mummies as a concept, not a physical one monster deal, and use that for your book. What if the curse started turning Uncle Ben into a mummy slope? Yeah, that'd be better. That'd be better. Like... All of a sudden, he starts kind of like like going with a limp, and like you know, like his he seems to like kind of just moan. I guess it's just a zombie. <laughs> like, what if the curse of the mummy is that you turn into a mummy, which is just a fancy zombie? Yeah, mummies are just fancy zombies. They really are. Like they don't, and they don't even eat you. But they don't even eat you. So if a mummy what do they gets do you, then? what does it do? Okay, first of all, what if both to, question to both of you, and question to you, the listener, if a mummy got you. You fucked up. You you're in the corner. You did the. If a mummy got you, you deserved it. But what would it do to you? Like in your head, what does that scene look like? I'm imagining it strangles you. Okay, why? Because it has hands. But why would it want to strangle you? Fun. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, if a mummy got you, what in your head? What's the first thing it would do? What's what's the danger of the mummy getting you? I don't know. I feel like if a mummy got me, the first thing he'd he'd say is like, "Now what?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like a dog chasing after a car. I, I don't yeah, even know what like, I would what do, do if I it catch now? it. I, I caught it. I, I guess I'll blow uh, up the hospital. I think mummies as a concept are also just so like specific to one. Like you don't see mummies in anywhere aside from a museum or a pyramid. I'm not really close to either of those things. And it's hard to get that sense of like immediate danger and like creepiness when it's something that's so specific to one location. Yeah. Like it's not so like saying those words. Well, Jeff, you say that about like sharks. I'm sorry. Have you seen a shark recently? Have you, did you summon a shark? Did a shark get you? I did say the five shark words. Did you say techie, <laughs> sharky, techie, shark. Baby bug, shark, techie. do, 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 do. Oh, fuck. I did, I did, oh, I did no. summon baby oh, shark. God. The earworm has been summoned. I mean, it's like we, I, I want to blame this book at 100%, but I also have to blame a little bit of just the concept of a mummy. A mummy's not great. I feel I, like, I feel like Barlstein was given like by the publisher being like, hey, you need to do some mummy shit. Yeah, mummies, mummies sell. We, mummies. we, we paid you for two mummy stories. <laughs> so we want. Two goddamn mummy stories. And you better put a mummy in it, and it better walk around a little bit this it time. It better, like, be there for at least a page. And your heart better be in it, or as much as it can be, because I know mummies take their organs out and put them places. Ha, ha, ha. Real funny. Feel free to use that, but make the what fucking if, book. What if mummies were walking around trying to get people's organs so that they could- Just a slob like one of us. What if a mummy was like a zombie, but when it got you, it was trying to steal your organs yeah. so it could be alive again? It's trying to roofie you, stick you in a bathtub, you wake up, and you're missing your kidneys. It switches places with you where it becomes alive and you become a mummy. Okay. Danielle, when did you start pitching Brendan Fraser's The Mummy? Because <laughs> that, I think, literally happened to that movie. I mean, it's brilliant. <laughs> it took him six years to be brave enough. People are over mummy stories. Stargate, The Curse of the Mummy Returns, we did it. And then, but then Brendan Fraser, hot off of Monkey Bone. Oh, oh hot off that hot Monkey Bone success. The mummy's plight is it is always looking for more bandages because yes. its its bandages are always falling off. Oh, constantly. Have you ever tried to like wrap your entire self in bandages and keep them in place? If a mummy tries to, if a mummy captures you, if it corners you finally, Jojo and Danielle, and it captures you, all it's going to do is say, hey, can you go to Rite Aid for me? Yeah. Can you get me some bandages? I don't have any money. I'm a mummy. You're going to have to spot me. You need to get me some, some bandages on my legs and my arms from you. Bandages... Bandages, bandages. Maybe it turns maybe it turns its victims into bandages. Oh. Maybe it takes their skin. It takes and, their skin and, and turns wraps. that into a bandage. <gasps> I love this. You could make mummies creepy and scary, yeah. I'm just saying. Fucking like Hannibal the cannibal, but it's a mummy. But it's a mummy. You know what? Take anything and then just be like, take anything really scary and then also just add also, but it's a mummy. But also it's a mummy. Yes. Can we move on to the end of this dumb book? No, we gotta talk about know. spiders. Oh, yeah, Danielle's gotta think about spiders. And then we're moving on to the end of this dumb book. Okay, Danielle, what's her think about spiders? Eight legs? Oh, yeah, this wasn't this scene just a rip from the first book? Yeah, except that that's, wasn't it Scorpions last time? I don't time? remember the first, I don't remember the book, the first book enough to be able to call it out like that. And the fact that you can says more about you than me. That I'm, that I'm literate? 
Yeah, I'm literate and also retain information. And I drink a lot, Jojo. So that says something about you. More like, more like, more like shitter it. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> hey, hey, I know this is all fun and, and fucking gas right now. Fuck you. I know where you live. You're five minutes away now. I biked by your place earlier today. Oh, boy. All right. So, Danielle, what's this thing about spiders? Okay. So, before we get to spiders, I'm going to talk a little bit about colonialism because I know you wouldn't let me do it otherwise. So, can we just point out the fact that historically, especially Britain, real guilty of busting into other people's ancient civilizations, stealing their things, putting them in museums, profiting off them, and then just like completely treating the source culture as if it were purely there for their own benefit. Look, we all watch Black Panther. We know. Okay. Because I just want to say that when Uncle Ben opens the fucking vault thing tomb, he's like, look at all this shit. And then he's like, I'm going to put some of that shit on my mantelpiece. But it's it's fine, Danielle, because he himself is Egyptian. Yeah, right. Get to the spiders. Get to the spiders. So this is the end of chapter nine. And this is the only part of the book that gave me any feeling at all. And the feeling was horror, in fairness. <laughs> that, so. book's been, that book's been like... Man, I made her feel so good, man. I don't even worry about it, man. I went oh, out with that Danielle girl. Good. Oh, I took care of it. I took care of her took real. Care of it. <laughs> and then he's gonna listen and the book's gonna listen to this podcast and be like, oh man. Oh shit. Oh, beans. All right. So uh they're in the tomb or the pyramid. And uh how does he fall? It doesn't matter. He falls into some kind of hole. He like leans against a wall and then falls through. Yeah, yeah. And and he's trapped down there and he's he's calling. And nobody hears him. And he's and he's like, I was leaning back on my hands, starting to feel better. Then my right hand started to itch. I reached to scratch it and brushed something away and realized my legs were itching too and felt something crawling on my left wrist. I shook my hand hard. What's going on here? I whispered to myself. My entire body tingled. I felt soft pinpricks up my arms and legs. Shaking both arms, I jumped to my feet and banged my helmet against a low ledge. The light flickered on. I gasped when I saw the crawling creatures in the narrow beam of light. Spiders. Hundreds of bulby, white spiders, thick on the chamber floor. They scuttled across the floor. <laughs> they scuttled across the floor, climbing over each other. As I jerked my head up and the light swept up with it, I saw that the stone walls were covered with them too. The white spiders made the wall appear to move as if it were alive. Spiders hung on invisible threads from the chamber ceiling. They seemed to bob and float in midair. I shook one off the back of my hand. Blah, blah, blah. I'm legitimately creeped out. First of all, he calls them Bulby. Yeah, I got a big butt. Yeah, got the, they got to look like light bulbs. And they're white. They're translucent. That's creepy. That's horrifically evocative. One scene about spiders is scarier than anything about mummies. It really is. Yeah. Like, uh, this is what's going to stay with me, not the mummy part. Yeah, I do remember the spider part. And I was just like, ah. Oh. But then I was also like, wait, they did this exact same thing in the previous book. Yeah, but it was scorpions. I don't care about scorpions. Yeah, it was a scary. It was a creepy. It really just shows that, like, it's the simple things that can be scary. Yeah, like spiders. Or being stuck in a location and getting crawled on. Correct. See, honestly, put me in a room with one spider that I can't kill. Yeah, that's just like <laughs> creeping around. Put me in a room with a bee. Oh, man. <laughs> then, like, oh, you'd be bee room, the indie movie. Yeah, I don't care how fucking brave you are. If I put you in a locked room with a bee, you're going to have a bad time. Bees, bees. Uh, let's say wasp. Yeah, wasps meaner. We don't. We don't need to like. We don't need to get people angry at bees more than they are. Killer That's wasps. Right. All wasps are killers, Danielle. There doesn't exist a wasp that, that hunts for peace. Until now, a new movie from DreamWorks. <laughs> Peaceful. One wasp that didn't want to kill. What if we didn't just kill everything we encountered? Oh, shut up, Smarby. Smarby the Peace Wasp. Uh, God. From the makers of Finding Nemo. 
And the cast of B Movie. It's just Jerry Seinfeld again. Oh, yeah. uh, God. What uh. if bees had sex with women? Uh. <laughs> what if that bee was me? Oh. What if I wasn't a bee and just me and I had sex with women? No, Jerry, you know that that's not going to happen. Who are these people? These people. <laughs> these people, am I right? Uh, okay. Okay, so now we've gotten through B-Movie. We've gotten through The Mummy. Yep. We've gotten through Bart Simpson. We've gotten through, yep. Stargate. Gotten through Stargate. We've earned the finale of this book. <laughs> this is the biggest whiplash I've ever gotten from one of these books. Not really whiplash. I would just say, like, like you know, you know that that woman is not on the level and yeah. you know there's going to be something but you don't expect like six paragraphs of expositionary dialogue or like seven chapters of final showdown so the the finale begins on page it's chapter 23 i think it's well, well it oh, starts yeah. on page 103 which is chapter 22 so it's they're they're making a run for it from i guess a mummy i don't know but there, I was desperate to find my mummy hand, says Gabe. Because I guess through this book, it was important to him. <laughs> We've got to make a run for it, I told Sorry. The mummy's slow and stiff. If we can get past him. And then she goes, but what about daddy? Fuck him. She's like 13, by the way. So that's gross. Yeah. We can't just leave him here. I, I, I don't know if y'all ever watched that show, Dynasty. It's nope. creepy in that, too. We have to, I told her. We'll get help. We'll come back for him. And then the mummy made a brittle cracking sound as it stepped forward. The sound of an ancient bone breaking, which I guess is threatening stuff. Yeah, but when also like that just means that it's falling apart. Just keep walking. Seriously, you can't even step without breaking a bone? It's like made of paper. It's falling apart at the seams and the seams you can see. Um, so they try to duck under the mummy's outstretched hand. They fail. If you get caught by a, a mummy and you die by a mummy, it's your fault. You suck. My neck tingled because he was escaping from the mummy. Um, but they were nearly the doorway when they saw a flickering light. And sorry, I both cried. And we skated to a stop. And this beam of light swept the room. Behind the light, a figure stood in the doorway. Um, Nyla, I cried. Nyla, help us. He's come alive. Mummy's alive. <laughs> Mummy's, al Mummy's back. The hit 90s cartoon show, Mummy's Alive. Nyla, Nyla stepped in the room and then says, come to me, my brother. And that's page 105. And now we're on page 23. And actually, I was excited for this part because it was like, okay, good. Now we can ha now I can know what happened. Yeah, now we can have something happen. And this Let's is what it. we this is what we hear. Nyla, stop it! What are you doing? Sorry, said. And then Nyla says, it, "Nyla, I guess is not talking to sorry. She's talking to the mummy. But she's talking to, to just us, the world to she's us. Talking the to audience. the air. She goes, it is I. <laughs> it is I. Your sister. She called it." Don't do that, by the way. Don't say it is I and then not have anything to follow it up don't, with. Don't say it is I and then your follow-up is sister. A triumphant smile crossed her pretty face because she's still... She's she still looks good. They they did her. They, they turned it into a a a a, a hand wringing villain pretty she's quickly. Still, mm, yes. She's still ooh. She still looks mm. yeah. Mm. I've waited so long for this day. Nyla told the mummy. Is a sentence. Yeah. Yep. I have waited so many centuries, my brother, hoping that someday someone would uncover your tomb and we could be reunited. How do you not fucking remember where this place was? How did you not die? I'm so in, five, in five thousand years, so she's just like shit. Is it this? It's not this room. Oh, I, oh I'm wrong go room. Have shit. you? I have. It's so hard to find someone to co co-sign a lease with. I have brought you back to life, my brother. I have waited for centuries, but it will all be worth it. You and I will share will share all this treasure, and with our powers, which I guess we have, we <laughs> yeah. shall rule Egypt together, as we did four thousand years. So, how long is it? Is it five or four? I don't know, but I want to see the 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 Ally McBeal, you know, working woman making her way independently, while waiting for her brother's tomb to be un like discovered, so so she can bring him back from the dead. But she's got to make ends meet in the meantime. And then and then she looks down at Gabe. And us, I guess, who are yeah. stunned that this is what's happening. And she goes, thank you, Gabe. Thank you for the summoner. Which is the little hand. The little, the hand. little hand. The ancient words weren't enough. I needed the summoner, too. What if Gabe wasn't here? Yeah, what was your plan? Because she really wanted to get in there anyways. Yeah. She didn't see the summoner until after a while. Get in there and then just gaze wistfully. She didn't know that he was coming here or had this. No. 
Give it back. I demanded reaching out for it. It is mine. I want you. Nyla, give it back. Mine. Well, actually, really, it's not yours, Gabe. And she goes, you won't be needing it. Um, destroy them, my brother. Destroy them now. There can be no witnesses. Why? My brother stepped forward and all his bones cracked. Yeah, destroy them. He's just like, ah, oh, fuck. But what are? But what would witnesses do, especially children? <laughs> what would they be? This girl's not. This girl's a sister to this mummy over here. Yeah, this fucking lady. She she brought a mummy back to life. It's her brother, and they're like in love. Like no, it's good. <laughs> They're just like we were on board until the it's love part. Danielle, we Danielle, I swear to God, we we game plan in the lobby, but we would say and we, could, we all said not that. Um, okay, destroy them now. The Vito witnesses. I shoved my shoulder against her, trying to push her away like a football lineman. But Nyla held her ground. Was surprising, surprising to you maybe. Yeah, I'm right. not surprised at a woman's strength. <laughs> no. And she goes, Nyla, I just want to get daddy and get out of here. You can do what you want, which is a completely reasonable thing to say. And then she's like, no, nah, destroy them both. They can't leave this tomb alive. Why? You know what? That would just make the cops come here, mummy. The mummy's like, no. And you're just going to have missing children. They turn around and for several lines, they just watch the mummy walk toward them doing Slowly. nothing. Slowly. <laughs> Put them on a treadmill. Put the mummy on one of those things at the airport that makes them walk faster. Absolutely break it. That chapter ends, and now we're in chapter 24. So this is a three-chapter, like, you're reading this, they're assuming you're reading this across the course of a day. So they're giving you many spots to stop. The mummy dives at them, and then it wraps its tarred hands around Nyla's throat. So she got caught by the mummy, Jeff. That's right. The mummy went after her. It was like, fuck this. Which, which, given how we've talked about the competence or incompetence of heroes being caught by mummies, that means that in no way was she a competent villain. No. Nope. Well, her hubris got the best of her because she was always like, mummy's never going to get me. Especially yeah. my brother, mummy. I know. And then they whispered the words, let me rest in peace, which I guess is a, a zinger. But also, but also, hey. Hey, hey, gang. Yeah. Why does the mummy know English? Exactly. I know we, ne I know we never do this. Okay, okay. Never okay. cinema sins it? We never cinema sins goosebumps, but this is the least sensical thing. Okay, but let me explain. It's the pendant. It's a translator. Okay, so Danielle, Danielle has made up some dumb bullshit to explain it. No, if you wanted to know Danielle's true purpose, it's that even when it's a book or piece of fiction that she absolutely hates, she, if we both, if Jojo and I think about one part of it and we say one thing we think, she will come around and find something to be contrary about. What else is there to talk about? And then Nyla's being choked, and for some reason, hell yeah, she is. <laughs> Harder, daddy. Gabe runs around and is like, hey, let her let her go. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just ignore it. I mean, you I guess. Just, he's something. like, she's too hot. Please stop. Yeah. let let Yeah, she's too hot. She's the hottest <laughs> person in any Goosebumps book. I'll let her go. <laughs> she's the only character, I think, in any Goosebumps that they've specifically cited that she is an attractive woman. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. She's a girl boss. Yeah, and yeah. now she's being choked for our pleasure. Yep. Let, let go, let go, let go. I shrieked. I leaped on the mummy's back, curse of the mummy's back, and tried to pull its hands from Nyla's throat. Which should be it, easy. They would break apart like like so much shredded wheat. It would turn to dust. It, bro it was yeah. breaking its bones walking to you. Then it heaved itself straight up and struggled to toss me off its shoulders. I gasped, startled by the mummy's surprising strength. As it, you're like 10, as I startle everything that's this strong surprises you. As I started to slide off the mummy's bandaged back, I reached out my hand, grabbing desperately, grabbing air, and then I grabbed Nyla's amber pendant. In my efforts to save her, I killed her. <laughs> I grabbed her amber pendant. It shattered, and then she died. She turns, yep. she's like, my life, mine Liba. And then she, uh, she falls to the ground, and she explains that she was a bug who she explains why she is dying from what because of what's yeah, she's happening like, i i'm I, I lived in a i lived in this thing and that was you know if someone if someone broke our apartment i might die though it's true so like the so the the her clothes collapse and then a scarab crawls out and then scuttles away so she's naked effectively we get our first nude character yep, also we got our first naked scene and then he goes and then, and then Sari's like, I guess that was Nyla. <laughs> uh, uh, yep. I guess that's what that was. I always and, knew she was some sort of beetle. Yes. And then the mummy grabbed him and then he spun around 
and it turns out it was Uncle Ben. So the mummy and just it, goes back to his sarcophagus. Yeah, the mummy's just like, I go the to sleep now. Well, behind him, the mummy was just standing hunched over, frozen, lifeless. Yep. And then Uncle Ben's like, ah, it's a curl's call. <laughs> Page 115, my heart jumped to my throat. I grabbed Uncle's arm. More mummies, all of them brought to life. But actually, they were just the police and Dr. Fielding. But for whatever reason, we were sentenced to yet another chapter break at something that turned out to be nothing. At the end of the book. At that There's point, a little bit more nothing to put on top of this. Hey, you thought you were done with the nothing? No, the no. nothing's no. not done with you. And so ends... What a bad book. It was not good. No. That was the finale of, of yeah. Return of the Mummy. I forgot the name of this book as I'm looking at the it. The Curse of the Mummy's Curse 2? Uh, Electric Return, Mummy Mummaloo? Return of the Mummy. mummy. The third Mummy movie where they fought and they, they fought like the terracotta soldiers? I remember when I started getting to like chapter six and seven, I was just like, well, guess I'm skimming all these pages. Well, this isn't going to be a book. It wasn't a book. And that was the thing. It was barely an outline of a book. It was the whisper of a thought of a book. But it did make me want to rewatch Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. Thank you to the Van Dog Party for the use of our theme song, Bad Dream, off of the album Hit and Run. It's a wonderful song by a wonderful band. You can check them out at dogpartylive.com and dogparty.bandcamp.com. We still have not received an email from them saying, stop using our song, and we're just going to keep writing it until that happens. <laughs> we have signed documentation. Now we're still on the level. Uh, the, the next episode of our show, uh, God Willing and the Creek Don't Rise, should be coming out on uh, March the 9th. Uh, where we'll be talking about probably another Goosebumps book. God, if I hope I, it's better. It can't, it can't be worse than this one. If I had to guess, the next one we're going to be reading is Phantom of the Auditorium, but I Ooh, don't people know. people like that one. People like that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but people be, like what, all of them, and people are dumb. Pe- yeah, Danielle, I think what we're, what we're seeing here is people like the idea of Goosebumps. <laughs> people like the, they have a fond memory, but they probably couldn't recite the actual plot of any of these books to us. And even as we recite them, we can't even recite nope. the plot of these uh, fucking books. And I have it in front of me. The uh, If you want to check out stuff we do, go to mom-hat.com. That's mommy-hat.com. We have shirts and things there. Hell yeah. We uh, do. And also we do streams on occasion and other comedy stuff as we are settling into uh, whatever workflow 2022 is going to be like for the Mom Hat crew. We're diversifying right now. We're diversifying. We're exploring the space. We're learning the blockchain. Yeah. Uh, the anything other fucking news I need to give about our show, Danielle? The people should people re, should people review us? Yeah, and also you can also email us. I'm gonna shout out Tom who emailed us to talk about Creep Show too, because you assholes wouldn't. So at least Tom was like, "Yeah, man." Uh, were you talking too. to Jeff and I just now? Yeah, she yeah. was. Yeah, was. fuck off. Go on. I'll kill you. And so Tom. Shout out to you. The rest of you also could send us an email. You can tell us what you think of Creepshow 2 or The Mummy or Butts or... If you want a pen pal and you want that pen pal to be Danielle... Yeah. Email us. (laughs) You can also leave us a review. Spotify makes it super easy now. And um, Apple Podcasts, I guess, is still an important metric. I mean, good I pods. Good pods is a good big pods. pods. Good pods loves us for some reason. Good pods, we love you back. Yeah, we don't have any reviews so far on good pods. You could be the first one to go review us on good pods. Ooh. If you're listening to us on good pods, send us an email because how, yeah. how? Why? Yeah. yeah. All right, Daniel, do you got that last, I that do. last line so we can In get fact. the fuck out of this book and I never have to read it again? Never think about it again. Until we remaster this and then we have to read it again. We got to go back in and add in sound effects and computer graphics. And I know we say I'll never have to read it again. I'm going to have to listen to this episode a few times over. Yeah, today. you are. So Why, Jeff? We've got it in one. <laughs> I, I I don't see anything that needs to be cut. We're all, this is the aftermath. We the Dr. Fielding's there. Ben's there. Kids are there. And they're walking. Police are there. They're walking out. We started toward the doorway, but a police officer interrupted. Could I ask just one question? He asked, staring at the upright mummy in the center of the floor. Did that mummy walk? Which is a wild 
question. He's a cop, Daniel. He has to ask questions. I mean, I know he's got to get this. The facts, is, this is very but... much a Columbo moment. <laughs> oh, um, one more thing. One more thing. Did that mummy walk? It's, uh, yeah. It's, uh, and so, of course not, Uncle Ben replied quickly, a grin spreading over his face. If it could walk, what would it be doing in this dump? This dump that's full of treasure that you've desperately been trying to get at? Okay, Uncle Ben, sure. Well, once again, I turned out to be the hero of the day. Fuck off! <laughs> and, of course, later in the tent, I wasted no time in bragging about my courage to sorry. Your cousin who was there. And who you might have a crush on. Sorry had no choice. She had to sit there and take it. I'm not going to say anything. After all, I was the one who had stopped the mummy and turned Nyla back into a beetle by smashing her pendant. Yeah, we fucking know. It, it was, was a page there, ago. Jesus. At least you're not too conceited. Sorry shot back, rolling her eyes. Lame. Really lame. What? Well... That scarab crawled away and disappeared, she said. An evil smile crossed Sari's lips. I'll bet that bug is waiting for you, Gabe. I'll bet it's waiting for you in your cot, waiting to bite you. I laughed. Sorry, you'd say anything to try to scare me. You just can't stand the idea that I'm the hero. You're right, she replied dryly. I can't stand the idea. Good night, Gabe. A few minutes later, I was in my pajamas and ready for bed. What a night! What an amazing night! <sighs> As I slid into the cot and pulled up the covers, I knew it was a night I would never forget. Ouch! That's literally the end. Ouch. Fade to black. Fade to black. Uh, my name is Jojo. I have a PhD. My name's Danielle. I have a PhD. My name is Jeff, and I like the movie Stargate just fine. Me too. Fuck off. This has been Geesebumps, <laughs> a Did You Mean Goosebumps podcast. And until next time, there's a hook for that. <laughs> just like somebody I used to know. <laughs>